Hi, I'm Jill Sylvester, licensed mental health counselor and author of the self-help book, Trust Your Intuition, 100 Ways to Transform Anxiety and Depression for Stronger Mental Health, and the young adult self-help fiction novels, The Land of Blue and Devon Dream Agent Book One in the Devon series. Each of my books deals with the theme of intuition, because for me, it all comes down to listening to and trusting your own inner voice, the one of your best self, the highest self, in order to live your best life and also to trust that voice and develop it in order to help and serve humanity. Hi, and welcome to this week's podcast. We're going to be talking about parenting challenging kids during challenging times, as if it's not hard enough on a regular day, right? With uh, with everything that comes up that kids experience from hormones to, you know, whatever developmental stage they're in brings, you know, that that set of challenges um we have everything that's going on in the world and now everybody's back to school so i'm hearing this as a therapist constantly with um calls from from new clients from existing clients um just the the whole parenting thing is is huge right now so i wanted to address the podcast today around just some quick strategies uh for you to hear around how to help our kids, how to help you, how to help our families and, and, you know, do the best we can under, under all of these circumstances. It's not easy for um, parents who are home with their kids all day, homeschooling for the younger ones and doing the hybrid. Again, a day, a day in the life in a normal set of circumstances is hard enough, but throw in the working parent trying to do all this very, very, very challenging. So um, let's take a breath. We'll dive in. So first step, validate. Validating does not mean enabling. And I'll get to that in a moment. When you validate, you are walking towards your child versus pushing them away. Think about it for yourself. If someone comes at you, so, so let, let's say your child does something and they're, let's say they're a teen and they're just being belligerent and difficult and I'm hearing this all over the place and, you know, I have my own. So um, if someone comes at you, okay, when you are, you know, in discussion or in a heated discussion or whatever, you're going to be more apt to be that, you know, animal backed in a corner against the wall and it's not going to be pretty. But when someone talks to you with respect and understands the way that you feel, even if they disagree, okay, you have a better chance of negotiating and having a more productive and peaceful conversation. So here's what it looks like real time. Your teenager is, you know, slamming things in the kitchen or, you know, saying awful things to her mom and dad, as one of my clients, you know, shared this week. Um first step is to validate. That doesn't mean bending over backwards. It doesn't mean being a doormat. It means saying something like, I get it. You are beyond frustrated. You're a junior in high school. You're a senior in high school. You're a freshman in high school. You're in middle school. Whatever is going on, whatever the age of the child, saying, I get it. Put yourself in their shoes for a moment, because if you were them, you would be doing what they're doing. So validate their feelings first and foremost, even if they're being disrespectful, even if they're swearing and 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 just, you know, slamming doors 
and everything. Again, we're not allowing or enabling. We're simply validating. I will repeat, if you were them, you would be doing what they're doing. They don't have the tools or the language or the emotional awareness to be able to do something different. This is where our role as parent is to guide our children and to step out of the frustration that we feel when we're being disrespected, which is no easy feat, but here we are. So you say to your child, I get it. You're ticked off because such and such. You're overwhelmed because you know, of peer pressure, of social media, of this whole hybrid situation of not, you know, being in school full time, of not being online full time, if that's what you prefer. Every child is different. Every person is different. Validate. That's step one. Step two, that's where parenting comes in. So you start with the validation and you say, you know, I understand. I empathize. I get it must be so hard. I can't imagine because we really can't, you know, it's, it's just just so different for these kids, um, which is going to teach them to be more resilient on a positive note. It's going to teach them to be grateful. So there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of silver linings, but it's still hard. It's still hard in the moment. So step two is about parenting and saying what you need to say at that point. Once you've showed them and explain to them, told them that you understand. That's when you say, there is a way to get your point across. You don't have to swear. You don't have to slam doors. You don't have to be, you know, really, really oppositional and difficult and push everybody away around you and take the house out with your emotions. There is a way to be respectful. There is a way to, you know, say what you need to say and get out your frustration. And this is when you can show them the way out of their misery is to be able to give them tools. You could say something like, you know, I go for a walk when I'm frustrated or I call a friend when I'm frustrated or I call my sister or I go for a run or, um, you know, I have a bowl of ice cream when it's really, really difficult. Just make an ice cream sundae and get some comfort food going on and sit down and binge watch some Netflix and just get out of the day. Whatever you feel like you need to say to your child, that is your child. You are going to be the one to lead them out of where they are. You know them better than anybody else, which means you're equipped to say the best thing that you can say and to guide them. Remember that. They're yours for a reason. So you got to trust that in that moment of parenting that you're going to be the one to say and deliver a message that they need to hear and receive at that moment. But you have to be calm or calmer in order to do it, in order to guide with wisdom, in order to guide with authority, not the scary disciplinarian, disciplinarian you know, kind of authority, but like real, solid, powerful authority. So validate step one. Step two is to parent. Once you have them, you know, kind of be a little bit more open, a little bit more receptive, that's when you say, not acceptable to do X, Y, and Z. Not acceptable to treat your siblings like this. Not acceptable to, you know, throw your stuff across the room or break things or speak in a way that um, is harmful to the house or to bring toxic energy to the house. You know, we're going to love you and accept you for who you are, but this is 
really not appropriate behavior for your age. And whatever their age is, try to guide them as to, you know, at this point, you should be able to say more about how you feel if you're 17 years old. If you're eight or nine, not so much, but they're learning and they're going to learn from you. So your behaviors, your actions, your way of role modeling in the house is essential for your kids to move through these challenging times with more grace and peace and power, you know, themselves. So be mindful of that, that what you're bringing to the moment is what your kid is taking from that moment. Think about that, okay? And in order to be the best parent that you can be, you have to take good care of yourself. And that's my, my weekly blog this week is about making sure you're taking care of yourself first in order to parent. That does not mean being selfish. That, that does not mean giving up on your responsibilities and go taking off for a week because you can't handle the situation at home. It means putting yourself first so that you fill your cup first so that when you are present with your family, you're giving them all you've got because you've already taken care of yourself. There's no resentment that you haven't gotten to you because you already did your exercise this morning. There's no resentment that you haven't eaten yet or had your coffee yet because you're putting yourself first, loving yourself enough, respecting yourself enough that you take care of your needs first, whatever, whatever that is for you. If it's having a cup of coffee before everybody else gets up, then that's what you do in order to parent effectively. If it's making sure your exercise and everything gets out of the way because that's your um, you know, natural way of raising your endorphins in your brain so that you're ready and you're able and better equipped to navigate homeschooling and, you know, being present with your teens or your little ones or your husband or your partner or your colleagues, then that's what you need to do. Take care of yourself. Set yourself up for success. If you do that, you're going to be a better parent. And at the end of the day, you're going to feel a lot better about how you dealt with situations because you took care of yourself first. So when we come back, I'll give you a third strategy uh, after validating a child and then parenting them and saying what you need to say and uh, and tying it up with a bow. This week's sponsor is Revive and Company. They are located at 208 Main Street in Weymouth, Massachusetts. Revive offers breakfast all day, revitalizing salads, press sandwiches on fresh five-grain bread, power bowls made to order, flatbread wraps, smoothie bowls, house-made juices. And these are just some of their delicious offerings. Dairy-free, gluten-free, and vegan options also available. I always get the veggie power bowl when I go. It's greens, warmed veggie confetti, hummus, rice, quinoa, balsamic dressing, and it's so good. I also get the super beet juice with apple, beet, cucumber, celery, lemon, and ginger, minus the cucumber and the celery, because that's just the way I like it. And it is awesome. Try it yourself and see. For more information, visit reviveandco.com. That's R-E-V-I-V-E-N-Co.com. Okay, so after we validate so that we create an open space in order to be heard, in order to talk with kids and have them hear us, then we parent. We tell them what's acceptable, what isn't acceptable, what what the guidelines are in our home, a reminder of that, what's okay. You know, some, some homes are more communicative than others. Some more, um, you know, some are more easygoing, some are more stringent. Again, whatever, there's no judgment, whatever works for you in your home, but you're 
you're saying you're saying what you need to say as a parent in step two after you get them to hear you. Okay, so that's when you can deliver the message of the ground rules again and reinforcing those after you've validated their emotions because how kids are feeling is how they're feeling. Whether we like it or not, whether it's hard or easy, how they're feeling is how they're feeling. And when you can accept how they're feeling, that's when you can go in and offer them a solution or offer them a different way of, you know, of, of thinking and feeling, showing them the way out of it. So step three is you want to end on a positive. You want to be able to say, you know, I'm glad you heard me. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you calming down. I appreciate that you did all your homework without me asking you to, that you're trying to find the best, you know, in the situation. Like, look look for ways to praise them. Even if it's, you know, I heard you laughing with your friends earlier on FaceTime while you guys were doing your homework. And that's awesome that you're navigating this with humor and that you're able to find the good things, even when it's really hard when you're sitting so far away from your friends during lunch and that you have to walk all the way around the school to get to the room that's like adjacent to where you just were or just walking alone in the hallway being by yourself and not having that hustle and bustle of your friends that you normally would you know walking to and from like there's just so much to think about so find the positive and end with a positive so that you end on that good note and that that's what your child takes with them. Another thing I want to add is that in the morning, just as a, as a tip for parents, if you ask your kids, it doesn't matter if they're 18 or they're five years old, ask them what their goals are for the day. When you ask your kids their goals, what you're doing is it's less about you wanting to know what they are. I mean, that's important information too, just to know where they're, you know, where their head is at. But what you're doing is you're teaching your kids how to design their day, how to set themselves up for success, and to have a degree of control when they feel like they don't have control. So you're saying, you know, what are your goals? You know, what what is what do you want to get out of this day? What's important to you? So they might say, you know, I want to get 100 on this spelling test. I want to be able to take this test and do really well. I want to be able to, you know, get my homework done by 7 o'clock. And then when you hear that, w- widen it a little bit, that, that, that perspective, and say, you know, how about personally? Like, we're going to throw some fun in there? Like, what, what's your goal for fun? Like, what are you doing with your friends today? Are you guys, you know, talking about other things? Are you having... Uh, you know, a Zoom call with your friends? Are you going for a walk? Are you connecting? How are you connecting outside of academics? How are you connecting outside of stress? So just widen that lens a little bit so that they start to, you know, have that sense of wellness on all levels, spiritually, emotionally, physically, uh, mentally, so that it's bigger than just school and goals and work and professional kind of feel, and just, you know, widen it a little bit more. So, So take the pulse by asking them their goals. And again, two reasons, one to guide them, but also to help them to feel like they do have a sense of control about their day when there's so much that is out of their control, out of our control. And then the other question I would ask your kids is what they have to look forward to. So in the morning when they're grumpy and they're rolling their eyes, telling you their goals, you know, throw in there, what are you looking forward to today? So whether that's, you know, that ice cream sundae at the end of the night and binge watching Netflix together or, you know, whatever your show is, um, 
you know, looking forward to something. We have to have something to look forward to every single day. So when we think about that in the morning and we go out the door with that or we start school with that in the morning of something to look forward to, it's easier to get through those classes. It's easier to get through the day with all these, you know, rules and and steps that we need to take to make sure that we're all safe and and, and doing all these things that kids feel so just, just bound and tight with. Ask them what they're looking forward to, because they're going to be thinking about that, whether they realize it or not, whether it's conscious or subconscious. They're going to think about that as they're going through their day, that even when there's stuff, you know, we don't want to do or we don't like to do, there's that thing that we're working towards, and that's what makes it far more manageable. Questions this week uh, that came in. So I got an email. uh, First question asked me if I drank caffeine, and if not, what do I drink? I don't drink coffee or or caffeine um not like you know as a strict rule like i I drink mostly green tea um so if it has caffeine in it it's not a big deal but typically i'll drink um, decaffeinated green tea and um any kind of tea really i like tea but this one tea i'll tell you for (laughs) for calming right now if you can pick a chamomile chamomile is awesome it's just a great tea to drink to relax it's awesome for kids put a little honey in there helps them chill out helps them get wound down for the night i used to give that to my kids when they were really really small um and and still will just you know if they ask for a cup of tea just to relax whatever it's just a nice way to calm down but there's another tea that i really like i actually heard about it from the jay shetty podcast uh, on purpose and it's the reishi mushrooms he was actually talking about i think a supplement um for reishi mushrooms and i i didn't go that route but i tried um about a, a, a I think it was yogi tea or the traditional medicine tea. Reiki, Rishi mushroom, so it's R-E-I-S-H-I mushroom tea. And I have found that that's a really nice, relaxing, calming tea. So for you parents that like a nice cup of tea at the end of a school day, highly recommend it. So I got an email on themes that I cover and therapy during the week to be able to highlight what other people are going through. And I've, I've gotten several... Um, emails and also just from clients during the week who say they really enjoy the questions part and hearing what you know other people are dealing with and going through so um, this might be the question of themes might be a weekly theme where we add that in so you can let me know in an email for sure if that's something you're interested in and and just as an aside anytime that you a, a lot of the content that I create in this podcast are from emails of people asking me you know saying, would you talk about this more in depth? So feel free to email me at jill at jillsylvester.com if there's something you'd like me to cover in depth. But um, to address the question of themes for this week, I would say, and in general, just most of the time, um, people going through shifts, people going through transitions, people using their gifts, how to use their gifts more, finding their voice, Um, preparing for transition if they're not in transition already whether that means a job or relationships or just getting ready to kind of put themselves out there which is a huge shift to navigate Um, college students you know navigating the kids I've been with for years in my caseload you know in college making that transition and just you know staying with them and just making sure it's it's all well all goes well Um, covering self-destructive behaviors and how to navigate that 
and certainly parenting to a big part and raising anxious kids raising spirited kids that's what i like to call kids who are oppositional and, and anxious you know less of those clinical terms and more of uh the, the spirited kid realm, those kids that really challenge us, and they have so much to bring to the table and to the world. And so a passion of mine is is talking about how to raise them, how to guide them, and how to help them to really tap into their power, the good kind, not for the dark side, so that they feel really good about themselves. And the last question that I got this week was from a client that I spoke with yesterday. And she had asked, how do you keep your vibration high during all this during this time and you know how do you do that um when you're when you're frustrated when things are so divisive and you don't agree with somebody else and you feel frustrated that they don't see it your way um it's a tough one it really is i like to say the word grace and when i say the word grace i feel like it gets me in a vibe of just um a more basic, simple, and relaxing kind of an energy so that I can step out of my ego and my personality that might be far more reactive. And then I can tap into like that highest part of myself and what that that part of me wants to say. But you can't tap into grace until you acknowledge how you feel. So you can, but to me, that's more of denial. It's like we're not dealing with the parts of our personality that are really, really frustrated when someone doesn't see things our way or when you just feel like there's just so much chaos and it's just taking the life out of you and you're frustrated. So, you know, when you're looking to raise your vibe, you got to first acknowledge how you feel. If you're mad or you're angry or you're frustrated or you're disappointed or you're sad, own those feelings, basic kindergartner feelings, being able to say, I'm upset, I'm aggravated, I'm this, I'm that. Own those feelings first. And then when you do that, just say the word grace. You know, just ask God, ask the universe to give you grace so that you can stand in that vibe and think, okay, that's how I want to project my energy. That's how I want to speak. That's how I want to interact. And then move forward from that place. If you like today's podcast, please hit subscribe and share with your people. And please check out my books and products at www.jillsylvester.com, where you can sign up for my weekly blog to receive tips and strategies to deepen your intuition and live your very best life. Thanks for listening.